Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Canute's Exploration, your topic in a podcast. I am your host, Canute White. Today's topic is the reality in overcoming mental challenges and we'll be looking at generalized anxiety disorder today. Our guest had struggled with generalized anxiety disorder and wanted to share a story of surviving mental challenges. We'll hear her life starting from childhood. Yes, we'll hear about her life, guys. Her mental health challenges. We'll also hear about the discrimination and the stigma associated with these challenges. We'll hear about her views on global commitment to mental health care and her advice to individuals living with generalized anxiety disorder. So continue to listen and there this inspiring story of perseverance and courage. That's what we are about here on Canute's Exploration. Encouraging others, motivating others, empowering others through our podcast. What is generalized anxiety disorder? According to Mayo Clinics, that come GAD, that's what we'll call it, generalized anxiety disorder, let's call it GAD, is similar to panic disorder, similar to obsessive compulsive disorder and other types of anxiety disorder. These symptoms include constant worry, restlessness and trouble concentrating. Those persons living with generalized anxiety disorder will have challenge with their their concentration. So you understand the impact that that will have on these persons life. The clinic suggested that you be diagnosed by a professional and as a psychologist, I understand that. As a psychotherapist, I'd recommend that. So you cannot diagnose yourself. You have to be diagnosed by a professional. According to the clinic, individuals living with generalized anxiety disorder will have pain in the back, back pain, fatigue, lightheadedness. They may have sweating challenges. Hypervigilance, irritability, or restlessness. Lack of concentration, as we have said before. This is just a repetition to allow you to absorb the challenges 
that individuals living with this disorder will experience. They will also experience severe anxiety and fear. It's also common that these individuals will suffer emotional distress, excessive worry, difficulty sleeping, headaches, headaches. Can you imagine? Palpitations and they will repeatedly go in over thoughts and they will also experience trembling symptoms. The National Institute of Mental Health stated that individuals with generalized anxiety disorder will display excessive anxiety. They also can cure, right? Most days for at least six months and these anxiety and worry that they will have most days for at least six months would be about a number of things such as personal health, work, social interactions and everyday routine life circumstances this sort of fear and anxiety guys can cause significant problems in years of these individuals life such as social interactions school work and indeed their love life their intimate relationships JD is an extremely serious mental condition that we should never take lightly and it can affect all facets of the life of those living with the disorder none of us i say again none of us are exempted from mental illnesses as we are highly susceptible to onset of mental disorder. I have seen normal healthy individuals suddenly developed mental challenges that have changed their lives. Just as the saying goes, we may be here today and gone tomorrow. So we may be mentally healthy today and become mentally ill tomorrow. However, what is the reality of overcoming mental illnesses for those individuals such as our guest who had struggled with mental health symptoms? Kayleen, not her real name, that's what we call our guest, struggled with generalized anxiety disorder and today she's on can you exploration your topic in a podcast to share her story? Kaylee, good day. How are you doing today? 
I am doing awesome. I feel good. I'm grateful. I'm happy to be doing this interview and I'm happy for the opportunity of an attempt to inspire others. Great, great. Tell us about your childhood. You know, what you have gone through during your childhood and um, in general, tell us about yourself. I grew up in a single parent family with my mom and four other siblings. We were a Christian family and of a very poor background, but I had a happy childhood regardless because in my community, there were a lot of kids for me to play with. And we grew up on a hill, a very isolated hill, so isolated that a car could not drive up the hill. You literally had to walk. And it was, it was peaceful, full of fruit trees. It had a river, a part of the river was a falls. And because of the peaceful setting and everyone knows everyone, then my parents, our parents rather would trust us as kids to go anywhere and do whatever we want. And so we had this big hill to explore. We would climb trees, we would bathe in, bathe in the river, we would make up games and play. It was just awesome. I, I enjoyed my childhood thoroughly, even though there were some downsides to it. But moving on to my teenage years, at the age of 10, my mom left that hill and she relocated to a community closer to the city. And uh, this community was very different from where I came from. And I'm not sure if I adjusted quite well. What I noticed with the change is that I'm not very social that adventurous outgoing fun little girl who was no more when i was in high school i had a very difficult time making friends i had no friend for most part and being very poor i wasn't able to buy the nicest school shoes or bag or eat lunch sometimes i wouldn't have lunch and uh, so sometimes I'll feel less than the other kids. My grades weren't the best. I, I felt stressed. And when I became a young adult, I still am but a younger adult, <laughs> I, was, I was lost. And, uh, but focusing more internally on my family, there was a lot going on there too because my family as a christian they would have beliefs that would limit my potential yes kaylin you're 26 still a young adult um beliefs beliefs that will limit your potential tell us more about that there were a lot of superstitions like they would they would believe in things like ghosts and growing up and 
having a logical mind. I'm not sure if that was what I believe in as a person. And if someone wasn't a Christian or if they would do things that the Christians don't do, then they would judge that person and uh, not like them. And I, I'm not sure if that was what I stand for. I, I have always believed there is a God, but I've always believed also that God gave us the potential to make the best of our lives and to do great things. But my family, they would more believe that you pray to God for everything you want. And I didn't see that as practical. And then they would pray and sometimes the prayers wouldn't answer. And there was, there was a lot of controversy going on. And unfortunately, sometimes when I rebel, trying to find my own voice, then it would have led to abuse, abuse, physical abuse or it would have led to them not not approving what I'm saying. Like, I, I totally lost my voice. I had to subject to what my family believed in. And that was a problem. It was a big problem. Thanks for that, very inspiring. You totally lost your voice. I mean, it's not losing your voice as in literally your voice, but it's losing your ability, losing your permission to speak, you know, and it was a problem. It was a big problem, you know, according to you. Very interesting. Now, tell, tell us about your mental health challenges. Give us a description of, of your mental health challenges. Now, at the age of 22, I, I noticed that something was wrong. I'm trying to reflect and put exactly what I felt in words. My head felt weird and I felt as if something was going to go wrong. I felt like I was going to lose my mind. But a part of me knew something was wrong. And so I went to my mom. I told her what was happening and I asked her to take me to the hospital. When I went there and spoke with the medical doctor, he told my mom that my anxiety level is high and so if it should continue then I should speak with the, the psychiatrist. It did continue and when I went and saw the psychiatrist she informed me that I had generalized anxiety disorder and uh, for me it was it was scary. I sometimes I would feel like I am in a dream while I'm awake. I would feel like I'm losing my mind. I will be wondering if people is seeing me and I look like I'm losing my mind. 
I would be so scared to go to the shop because the road I have walked a thousand times, I cannot remember past what I'm seeing. So I don't know the next turn. I know I'm supposed to know this road, but I can't have a clear vision of exactly what the road is like except what I'm seeing right in front of me. And so I would be scared to go. And my attacks were, they were just totally like, I'm going to lose my mind. My heart would race. I would feel like I'm dying. And I just wanted to make it stop. And I was very uncomfortable in my skin. I remember looking in the mirror and I'm like, this is what I look like? I don't know that person who is looking back at me. I, I never recognized my own image. And it was a scary experience. Killing, scary indeed, a scary experience. You just wanted it to stop. No. How have you overcome these challenges? You wanted it to stop. But how have you overcome, overcome, you know, these challenges caused by generalized anxiety disorder? There, there was, I don't know what to call it, if it's gut instinct, if it's God, if it's, if it's just me at my core, if it's just my human nature to know, but there was just always this part of me that knows something is wrong and I need to change it. And that thing inside me that told me something is wrong gave me hope that I can change it. However, sometimes I felt like I can't change it alone. I need help. But I knew, all right, so after knowing something is wrong, I knew I never wanted to live like this. And uh, for that reason, I got the courage and I got the will to be brave and to do what I needed to do to get rid of whatever is happening. When I went to talk with a psychologist, I did talk therapy about twice. I, I never followed through with it because the second time I went, the one of the psychologists, they tried to make me take medications and I was like, no. I don't need medication, I just need to talk. I felt like there was a lot that I needed to say. And uh, I took the medication and that never ended well. I got so scared of the pill, I started shaking. I It just made things worse and so I took it back to the hospital and I decided no medication and I don't want to do talk therapy. However when i went the first time i was 
I was told by the psychologist to read. And so from that, I developed this habit of reading. And I started reading self-help books. I read a, a book called Boundary. Boundaries, which today is my favorite because it taught me who was me, what is my right, what I'm in control of, and who is the person, who are the persons outside of me and what they are in control of. And that kind of shaped me into knowing who I am, what I am in control of and what I should work on. What is it that I'm fixing? These are my boundaries. I absolutely love that book. However, moving on, I read a couple of other books which were totally awesome. And reading, it helped me to focus. It helped me to relax. And when I would have an anxiety attack, just just to mention that I would do checkups with a psychiatrist every now and then to see if I am progressing, but I just stopped doing talk therapy. Yes, so back to reading. I would read, and then when I get anxiety attacks, I would, I would have listened to some TED Talks and understand and other videos on YouTube. YouTube and I would understand that this that is happening it is it is scary but once I understand that I need not to be afraid then it will gradually change from all these scary attacks to milder symptoms until I would overcome and so I was brave in the moment whenever I would get attacks and I would try to relax. It was hard. <laughs> it was very hard. But eventually I got a hang of it. And I realized that my attacks are minimizing. And so that gave me hope. There were other things that I, I, I had to do a lot of internal work. And I rebelled against my family so much until I couldn't rebel anymore because I couldn't stop what was happening. I had to change. I need to change. I had to find my own voice. I had to do whatever it is to make this stop. And so I changed my mindset. I started to find my own beliefs. I started to find my own voice. I started to realize that what I am believe, what my beliefs, my own voice, it made sense. And it wasn't wrong and so it is okay to be me it was okay to have my own voice and just maturing into the person who I am the person who I love that that changed my whole world it was hard because rebelling against family is definitely not easy um, standing up for what you believe in is not easy. I grew up in the church. I was baptized at the age of nine. And to walk into a church and say, I don't, well, not say, but know that I no longer believe in some of the things they're saying. And I have my own voice. 
That was not easy because my family, everything I know was engulfed into this box. And I decided that I'm going to step out. Interesting, Kayleen, interesting, very interesting. Tell us though, you cannot do it alone. You, you, you mentioned before that you figured that you, you cannot do this alone. The question is, how do you think global mental health treatment can be improved? Right? Because persons living with, with mental health challenges need that sort of support from, from mental health institutions and the practitioners and in effect the, the sort of policies to ensure that, uh, that, that mental health treatment is effective globally. How do you think global mental health treatment can be improved? Based on my experience with the mental health facility, I would say that it was okay. I believed that the it was alright so it had some glitches except the fact that I didn't want to take the medication and today I am, I am okay without taking a medication I was released from the clinic by a psychiatrist and I I don't have to go back there without taking the medication that moment while I was ill and decided not to take it I wasn't wrong I never needed it so except for that encounter which was not pleasing I would have other encounters where the warden wasn't nice the psychiatrist was very nice and uh, there was one of the psychologists who was nice also i saw two psychologists and one psychiatrist and uh, but based on my experience i had challenges where i was fighting this mental illness and when i went to wait for the psychiatrist there were a lot of mentally ill people around me and that was not encouraging i did not like it i could be feeling well and when i am there all i could focus on was the mental illness because i'm seeing so many so many mentally ill patients and globally i believe if 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 it was a more a more sanity focus or how to put it in words if it was a more relaxed environment where all the patients are not grouped in one place or you're not seeing so many so many of them when you go for your appointment it would have been much better the second challenge i had was i had no support from the initial state where my mom took me to the hospital, I never had anyone to visit the clinics with me. And sometimes I would want someone to hold 
you know, because I was scared. I was very, very scared. And I would ask my mom, she would say, no, she had to go to work, she can't take me. And so I had to go alone. And that was very challenging. I believe it was the hardest part of the journey, doing it alone. And so globally, you see someone suffering from mental illness, be kind to that person. If it's a family member, they want your support to visit the clinic, it would go a far way if you just visit the clinic with them and hold their hand. Let them know that it's going to be okay, you know? And even if it's just a friend, if it's a stranger, you won't be tarrying in their life and taking on full support for that person. But for the moment you're interacting with them, leave a good impression give hope make a good give a good leave up make a good impact on that person's life you know just for the moment because that moment goes a far away and to improve the mental illness um support globally it's not just on the psychiatrist or the psychologist are the wardens at the hospital it is on every human being to understand that kindness goes a far way when dealing with people who have mental illness Kayleen what, what can I say you know what can I say that is so touching and true right very true tell us now right um, I know that there are discriminations and the stigma that you might have experienced uh, during your struggle with generalized anxiety disorder. Explain any form of discrimination or stigma resulting from your mental health challenges. I, I faced discrimination even after the mental illness until i was ashamed to speak up about it about it even today i wouldn't go to just anyone and say hey i have a history of generalized anxiety disorder no because i remember being in an interview a job interview and i could see that my interviewer was pleased and uh, she asked me when will i be able to to start working now this was in another parish and so i said to her that i have an, an appointment and so i won't be able to start work until next time and she was like okay and then she moved on to a question saying do you or your family, any of your family, suffer from mental illness? And I said to her that that's an appointment that I have. I actually have my final appointment because I'm not ill anymore. I just need to do my final review and release from the clinic. But I have been having trouble with anxiety. And immediately the expression on her face changed. 
and I wasn't called back for the job. And I realized that some people can be mean when if you should if I should share it with them as my past, they would still call me crazy. And so I think it's best to just shut up about it. It's nothing to be proud of, you know? And so discrimination is there. It doesn't help. But eventually I have come to a place where I see how hard I have worked to change my world and to be in this happy state of mind feeling relaxed, feeling calm, feeling blessed, feeling grateful, having a lot of hope. And it is not on me to let what they have to say put me to shame because I'm actually proud. I am very happy I could have overcome. And, but regardless, not everyone, I guess, will have this same strength as I do, they will allow the shame that others place on them to have a permanent impact on how they feel about their mental illness or their mental illness history. And so there, there is stigma out there and it's, it can be hard to handle. Kayleen, before I ask you the final question, you didn't mention this to the listeners, but I believe I should say, and you, I, I know that you, you would be okay with it, that you are in university now, and you're doing extremely well, right? And you know, listeners, that's good, Kayleen, is a part of academia. She is doing extremely well in university. Kelly, what advice do you have for others living with generalized anxiety disorder? For people living with generalized anxiety disorder, I can say it can be a blessing. The moment you find the courage to face your fears and uh, because I know sometimes based on my experience the anxiety attacks can feel like all your fears just surrounding you and there's no escape like look them in the eye the moment you get the courage to do that your world will, will change face your fears and do whatever it takes to get to that place of of freedom, of sanity, of calmness, without fear, with a lot of courage, be bold. It can it can be an awesome experience in the end. There is a light at the end of that dark tunnel, and you will find it. Just don't give up and don't give in, and it will be worth it. I wouldn't train. I would trade my experience for the world. It taught me a lot and it helped me to be who I am today. Well said, well said, Kayleen. Well said. You're listening to Ken Youth Exploration, your topic in a podcast. And we're discussing today generalized anxiety disorder. 
the reality in overcoming mental health challenges and uh, our guest is Kayleen, not her real name. Thank you Kayleen and all the best to you. Kayleen was one of undoubtedly many individuals globally who have struggled with generalized anxiety disorder. Her story was, of course, a typical story of perseverance and courage. However, it was a story of a young, ambitious female. As I had said to you, she's in university, doing well, struggling with a mental disorder that could have affected her entire life and her dreams. As indicated, Kayleen overcoming was also a struggle so it took a fight to overcome another fight for our guest and many others living with mental health challenges mental health disorders around the world somewhere there's another Kayleen who should be empowered and encouraged today Thanks again, Kayleen. Thanks again. Join us again on Ken Youth Exploration, your topic in a podcast. We will be discussing yet another interesting topic that may be just right for you. It could be psychology, education, lifestyle, or just exploring another inspiring story of someone can you exploration your topic in a podcast please subscribe rate and comment we are on many podcast platforms take care have a great week and thank you